The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today, and we have an exciting day today, don't we, Robbie? I am pumped. You sound it. I am pumped. <laughs> okay, that sounds <laughs> better. Right. I'm really pumped. There's lots of reasons to be excited today, but one of the main reasons I'm excited today is Vinny is back with us. Vinny, we are so glad to have you with us. Vincenzo! Thank you, thank you. It's great to be here, and just great to be with you guys. Yeah, we've missed you, Vinny. It's great to have you back, and... Uh, so we got uh, four of the five of us here today. We've got uh, Robbie and me and and uh, well Al and uh, <laughs> oh well <laughs> and uh, and Vinny, But we are still uh, missing Dennis. Dennis has some things he's got going on, so we're looking forward to when we can get him back to being here with us as well. But I know he's here with us in spirit. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a scripture that comes from Samuel, one of the Samuels, first, second, yeah, one no. of the two. The it, Sam. And, 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 you know, not Sam Main, but Samuel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the big one, <laughs> the good one. And so I'm going to have Al read the scripture here in just a second, uh, or have Robbie read it because Al didn't bring his glasses with him. And so we're going to be reading from Samuel. I think, and it's a first Samuel 16.7. Well, first, so it is the best one. Yeah, right. there you go. All right, so what is First Samuel 16.7? <laughs> but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. That's scary because, you know, in my case. But anyway, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So there's the show. Thanks, guys, for coming. <laughs> <laughs> it in. We planted our seed now. <laughs> it's time to water, Sam. It is time to water. It is time to water. And I know for a lot of you that's a familiar passage. But how often do we take time to really let it sink in? Yeah, you know, we let it we let it sink in when we think of David, and obviously that's who this is talking about because they're they're looking at who God wants to be king, and so they bring all of David's brothers um, along the way to 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 be looked at, and and God doesn't want any of them for that particular position, and they pick David, which would be the least likely one to be picked out of that family, according to Scripture. Right. Anyway, and so you see that and you say, okay, well, you know, God saw something in David, obviously, but what's God see in you? What's those things that he sees inside you when he looks at you? Is that a comforting thought? Well, it's an interesting thing, and, uh, you know, to me, it's fascinating that he picked me to protect my family. Mm -hmm. You know, Robbie's the guy for Tammy and Mariah and Robbie and Tess and and Leslie, obviously he saw something there that, you know, was capable of having a unique position to be the head of that particular family. And I'm like, wow, really, you picked me. And it, it kind of goes along with our first clip, though, Sal. Because I think if, if, the, if the world was looking at the right person to protect them all, you know, in the in case of really terrorists coming in and trying to take over a whole bank, they probably would look at the exterior appearance of Paul Blart and feel like, this is coming up way short here. This guy just doesn't have what it takes. I mean, he, he falls out at a second because of 
you know, insulin shock. And, you know, this just isn't the guy, Sam. It isn't. So why don't we hear a little bit more <laughs> about Paul Blart? Paul Blart. Whoop, whoop. All right. You must now pass the obstacle course. Survive this, and you're on the front lines of keeping New Jersey safe. Meet Paul Blart. Sorry about the test, Dad. I'm going to get him next year. I am. Here we go. Pie. It just fills the cracks of the heart. Go away, pain. He's always been dedicated. Paul Blart. Mall cop. To protecting... We got a high roller. The West Orange Pavilion Mall. I'm afraid I'm going to have to issue a citation. Can you validate this? Sir, sir, I'm warning you, sir. <laughs> sir, you're a nasty old man. From Columbia Pictures. Our security's fine, but ultimately we rely on the hope that nothing ever goes down. Now, help is on the way. Reports are they're inside the bank. Until then, oh God. I need you to exit the building immediately. I took a sworn oath to protect this mall and all inside it. Well, Sergeant, it looks like you got your eyes on the inside. There's Paul Blart. <sighs> is he crying? The only man for the job. Blart. 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 Peanut Blart and jelly. What? What? What's up, man? Was the last thing they expected. Who is this guy? Safety never takes a holiday. Kevin James is Paul Blart, Mall Cop. <laughs> you gotta laugh at the. How's it say the Ben Jelly? What is no. that? Whoop, 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 peanut Blart and Jelly. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Makes me laugh every time I hear it. Uh, so, Robbie, you brought up the point before we listened to the clip that if you looked at the outside of this person, especially even when you're watching the movie, you go, really, this guy's not going to be able to do this. Right. But that's kind of what the scripture's talking about, right? It's exactly right. And, and if you watch the movie, which I have, and I thoroughly love it, he is protecting his daughter and his would-be girlfriend that he's, you know, that's a lot of what's going on. And you see his heart engage in this, that in spite of the fact that he's clearly not capable you know, he, he is wholeheartedly in a role of trying to protect these people at his mall, et cetera, et cetera, which is cool to think when I turn that back on my own life, that God saw that in me for Tammy, for Mariah, for, you know, my family, in spite of the fact that on the outside, I'm sure there's, I have a lot of Paul, Paul Blart-like characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> It's definitely something to think about is, for me is, do I see myself anywhere near the way God sees me? Exactly. Because society and the enemy comes at those things and tries to make it all about appearance or about how other people perceive you and less about what God sees. You don't really ever hear that other unless you're on a Sunday morning potentially or you're listening to a show like this of talking about the topic, what does God see when he looks at you? And so is that a profound thing for you guys to think about is what is it really that God sees when he looks at me? Which I think is a particularly poignant thing for Vinny right this minute. Because I know you, one of the Vinny's big things in life has always been to protect his family, to be there for Nancy. And now you find yourself in a completely different place. But apparently God still thinks you're the man, Vinny. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm glad he does because I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who else can I have on my side that would be better than God? Uh, yeah, I, I, I am that type of man that I want to protect my family and whatever it takes, that's what I'll do. But I find myself now at elderly age <laughs> uh, looking towards God for the answers. And I find my solace and uh, strength in prayer. And me and Nancy, both of us, I don't know, I haven't been here four weeks, but I have gone blind. And Nancy is blind and hard of hearing. Now, isn't that a combination? <laughs> I don't know whether to go buy a piano and start singing or buy something. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do. Um, but he put it on me to uh, accept what he put on me and to love even more my family. So I'm very, very, very happy that, you know, when I wake up in the morning, now everything is dark and I can't tell morning from night but I couldn't tell my wife you know that's easy enough uh, and we just make up our minds that we're going to do the best with what God has given us mm -hmm. and that is really easier than most people think he, he pretty smart dude <laughs> uh, and I'm finding that out but I'm sure everybody has a story like mine and it's all how you want to handle it. It's not, you know, crying in your beer. I'm sorry for the beer or all you Baptists out there, but. <laughs> <laughs> that is the saying, however. So, you know, we are going with that saying. Uh, you just get up and uh, do what you got to do with what you got. And most of the time, what you got is in your heart. And it's God's wish and he puts it there, all you gotta do is use it. Mm -hmm. So, we're doing okay. You know, with God's help. I couldn't do it without his help. Yeah, I, I know that uh, it would be easy though to let the enemy take a little bit of truth and make that become, seem like the biggest truth in your life and make you to try to believe some of these lies. I know that the, the truth is you can't see like you did. But, but the, the, the enemy would like you to believe that that means that you're not effective. Yeah, you know, and I can promise you, you're probably a lot more effective in some ways, like you said, in prayer right. than you've been in, in a long time. You've always been a very faithful warrior in prayer. Mm -hmm. But man, what's, what's been unleashed now in you is somebody that has the opportunity to pray and spend time with God even more intentionally. Yeah, I just have a lot more time to do it in, and it's okay with me. And, mm -hmm. and I... And it's getting better and better, and uh, I realize that, you know, I think I told my buddies here a half hour ago that I do like to pray in the dark, and I feel like I'm alone with him, and he's just listening to me, you know. I want all of his attention. Well, now he's given me all of his attention, mm -hmm. 24 hours, <laughs> you know, seven days a week, and mm -hmm. I think that makes a better person out of me. And why cry over spilt milk? You know, we just keep on going. And I do believe 
I really do believe that God has his hand upon my shoulder. And he's telling me, you're not finished yet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was me. Now I reached over and grabbed his shoulder. That wasn't a very nice thing, Al. It was funny. It just wasn't nice. It kind of stopped stopped Vinny kind of quiet there for a second. (laughs) Yeah, that was good, Al. (laughs) Well, when we come back, we're going to talk more about starting to see yourself more the way God sees you. How do you do that? How do you start to have those eyes that God has towards you? Is it more than what you might be led to believe, even from some sermons out there? Is there more to the story? What does scripture really tell us about who you are in him? Come back. Whoop, whoop, peanut, Alan jelly. <laughs> I'm Robin Roberts. As a news anchor, I ask tough questions of athletes, business leaders, even the president. So here's a question for you. If you had the power to save a life, would you? I have a chance to survive because my big sister answered yes to being my marrow donor. You can go to bethematch.org and offer a cure to someone with a disease like leukemia. So, what will your answer be? Go to bethematch.org. It's the most advanced technology available. Engineered with over 200 million sensory receptors. Its all-terrain design is beautifully formed. Weather-resistant, reliable, Astonishingly high performance in even the most challenging of circumstances. And it is also the finest search technology in the world. There's nothing else quite like a search dog. Be part of the search. Go to searchdogfoundation.org to see how you can help. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You are made for some more than all of this You're beautiful You're beautiful You are treasured, you are sacred, and you are His You're beautiful That's right, you are beautiful. Now Robbie, I'm looking at you (laughs) and I know that makes you uncomfortable, but that's not me saying that. That, okay. That's the Holy Spirit within oh, me. Oh, yeah, it was him. I saw him. Well, it. It, it, was it was that sparkle was, it was, it was in my Sam. eye. It was that sparkle. There was some sparkle. There was that There's sparkle. glitter on him, too. No, <laughs> but, but that's kind of some of the point we're talking about today. In God's eyes, you are beautiful. But that's not what the world would want you to believe. Not necessarily individuals in the world. We're just talking about the world as, in the sense of one of our enemies. You know, the world standards, the things that the world looks at. And, and what we're talking about today comes from 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider the apparent, his appearance or his height. That's good for you, Al. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> for I, I have rejected him. <laughs> Sorry. The Lord does not look at things people You shouldn't laugh when you're reading scripture. I'm just saying, short people should not give you reason to laugh when you're reading scripture. You're one of the few people I'm taller than, so I got to have a little bit of fun. Anyway, uh, let, me, let me start that over. And I'll Let's try do to, that. I'll try to be serious. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so when God looks at you, what does he see? Is that hard for you to answer? Probably. But where does your mind go? Does, does he see you as a sinner saved by grace? 
Well, it's true. You are a sinner saved by grace, but is that how God sees you? Is that how Jesus even sees you? Well, I know that Scripture, Jesus talks about seeing us as his friend. I know that God talks about seeing us as his beloved children. So even though those things are true, there's deeper truths underneath that. And that's what we're really talking a lot about today is, you know, Vinny talked a little bit earlier about, you know, he's in a season right now where he's blind. But what does God see, Vinny? He sees an incredible warrior that's fighting like he always has, just in a different way. You know, and you're fighting in a way right now that's phenomenal. You're fighting for the hearts of your family. You're fighting for the hearts of your friends. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if any has any idea how encouraging it was for us to have him come into the studio tonight. Oh, yeah. And, and, and not only come, but he came engaged. And, and when he shared, you know, his prayer revelation of, you know, and he's told us for years that he loved to pray in the dark. And, and now he's seen that God's given him an opportunity to, to really unfold that. I, it, it's, it's phenomenal what that does for my heart. And also because that's the season of life that we're all headed towards where, you know, our physical abilities, whatever they may be, are going to diminish. Yeah, or maybe we have other abilities like Paul Blart. we all have we all have things that the world would look at and say there's limiters there you're not perfect and that brings me to a clip that we're going to listen to it does we try to do that sometimes (laughs) it's kind of go to a clip and we're going to listen to a a clip that's uh, from a group called the soul project and when i looked at them online this this one video they had was tremendous but i couldn't find anything else from them so i don't know if it's anything they ever did but it was really pretty good, and we're going to pick up in the middle of this uh, a little bit longer segment of a lady talking about who she is. Her name's Kat, and we're going to kind of pick up in the middle of it as she talks about who she is and the fact that she's not perfect. Hi, I'm Kat, and I'm not perfect. When I was young, I would dream to be cool, so I'd tell people stories and spread lies around the school. I dreamed of being someone, anyone but me. The damage I was causing, I wish I could see. See, when I looked in the mirror, a stranger looked back. My gaunt, skinny body showed a girl who was fat. My mind was warped through lies and deception. All I could see was this hideous perception, not my reflection. I'm Kat, and I'm still not perfect. But what is perfect anyway? I mean, seriously, what? Is there something you're seeing that perhaps I'm not? Like when you go to get ice cream and you choose your flavor, you start to enjoy the taste of your favor. That doesn't make it perfect. Sure, you think it's great, but the flavor I like could be the one that you hate. So it's all down to taste. Nobody loses or wins. There was only one perfect person and he died for our sins. So I've had to teach myself to look in my rose-tinted mirror. The reflection I see is a hundred times clearer. And I can go out with pride and hold my head high and feel confident that now I'm not living a lie. So hi, I'm Kat. This is me. I'm doing pretty good at being the person I should be. I'm looking after myself with no more neglect. And that's good enough for me. Who needs perfect? 
So you're coming to me after you're not perfect. Well, eventually. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> eventually. We, we began a little bit earlier with the question, what does God see when he looks at you? What does God see in your heart? Does he see the lies that the enemy tries to get you to believe? No. I think we could just look at that and say, no, he doesn't see that. That's probably not how he sees us. Does he see you as a sin you've committed? Well, God talks about that your sins are cast as far as the east is from the west, right? So, so God's already dealt with that. He, brought, he sent Jesus to deal with that, to wash those away. So God's not going to see you through that lens. So what, what, how else does he look at you? How does he see underneath that? And who is that person that's there? And now the reason I came to you is I'm not going to poke fun at you. Actually, not right now. Right? Not now. Maybe in a little bit. It's not over yet. But I want you to tell a little bit of the story of how you wake up every morning. Ah, well, I want to preface that. When I came from Robbie's Cube today, I went to go find Robbie to let him know that Vinny and I were here. And he wasn't there. But as I passed the Cube, there was a little sign that says, it doesn't have to be a perfect day to be a wonderful day. And I think the same thing is true for people. You don't have to be a perfect person to be a wonderful person. And I'm looking at you, Sam. That's right. Well, thank you. But when I wake up in the morning, and I think that goes back to my relationship with God as a father, Jesus said, pray like this, our father. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Um, No one gets to the father except through me. It's constantly father. And I look at that. And so when I wake up, I have this father, son, it's kind of a almost giddy kind of excitement. The first thing I do is I just look up and I'll point, you know, like, I love you, not I love you, man, but more I love you because I'm going to do my Bible study. The next hour and a half is me reading the Bible, it's praying, and it's with somebody that I absolutely love. It's somebody I love to share time with, and in my prayer, I feel that love. And, you know, the rest of the world can come down, but as long as I get that time, I'm happy. I'm full of joy. But would you feel that way if you felt that God saw you at the highest level as your sin. I did not feel that way at all when I viewed myself through the sinner's eyes. But when you look at yourself through God's eyes, when you ask him to reveal his love for you, who you who he sees you as, it's a whole nother world. I mean, I spent a lot of my life afraid, uh, insecure, and angry. But when I was fathered by God and our, our beloved friend, Todd Clark, uh, when I heard him give that talk, it completely changed my life. It turned me around. It was the same thing when when Robbie came up. I'd never been fly fishing. He came over and offered to let me use his fly rod to teach me how to do it. I, it was like something came alive in me that whole every time I've been to a boot camp, it came alive. And that was father coming after me saying, I know what you like because I put you together that way. And these are things that I like, too. That's why I made you like that. So we have these things together. You know, don't fall into the trap of looking at yourself through human eyes, through anybody else's eyes or even your own eyes. Ask Father to reveal to you what he sees. And if you know why he came down, you know he's crazy about you. Mm -hmm. He put you together for a reason so he can spend time with you. And that's love. When you listen to the clip, the I'm not perfect thing, the thing that I, I like about listening to that, I've heard it a few times, obviously, and is the fact that when she looks in the mirror, that person truly didn't change. That reflection didn't change. But how she saw that reflection changed. 
And when you see yourself differently, everything else changes. Robbie, when you see yourself differently, isn't don't you treat people differently? Yeah, it's an amazing <clears throat> kind of thing. Is is because of what Al described, the Father's love. And I bought into a bunch of lives before I started in this. Well, I'm still buying into a bunch, so we're we're on the we're working process. <laughs> we're all today. peeling them back. Yeah, we're peeling them back. But those lies have me thinking poorly about myself when I can reason through those and spend time with the Lord and he breaks those chains Mm -hmm. and those lies come off and I can love myself more then all of a sudden I'm in a position to forgive more of what other people do which then puts me in a position to love God more then brings me back to me where my reflection is changing and it's like this circle that that Bill Mixon actually described a couple weeks ago on my show that you know, we love God more, we love ourselves more, forgive ourselves more, forgive others more, love others more, and the circle, we, we keep going spiraling up. It's, it's a wonderful journey. So how do we encourage ourselves, how do we encourage others to go see ourselves more like God sees us? Robbie, how are you going to go see yourself more like God sees you or Al? I, you, you bring up something that? that's incredibly important that, mm-hmm. that, that I don't know if we emphasize enough or... Maybe God, however that works. But just last week, you know, we were in a conversation, you know, after the show and in a discussion, I was talking about how I viewed my brother as a better husband than I said, you know, my brother loves his wife in ways that it's just, it's incredible. And because I have a very dear brother named Sam, who looked at me and goes, Robbie, I'm sensing an agreement here that, and as soon as he told me that, you see, the love of my brother showed me something that I needed to work out with Christ. And the next morning, because I have a time like Al, you know, Vinny's is at night, you know, I got a chance to go there and work through that and saw that I was taking on a lie that was affecting my whole marriage and was affecting a lot of things. But because of the band of brothers and, mm-hmm. and, and how God is working on, you know, my heart, there's freedom. And that's the deal. Absolutely. And so you can walk with others. And so what do you do if you don't have others to walk with? You have God. You, you always go. have him. And so you go to him and say, God, we talk about covenant silences. Go out and say, God, how do you see me? And don't hear the condemning voice of the enemy. Don't hear the world. Listen to the Father's loving voice when he tells you how much he loves you, how much he delights in you, and let yourself live in that because then your world and everyone else's will be different.